and it's a podcast. We're outside again. We're outside. Uh, sorry for all the outside noise. Last time we were outside, we switched recording devices, so I think... Yeah, this might be better. Though I already feel like I'm getting a little bit of breeze on my mic. Yeah, me too. Got a real breezy mic. You got real breezy. My monitor's way too loud. Can't there's, wait to find a cat barfing about four <laughs> feet away from me. Yeah, I can't wait to find out if the cat barfing is getting picked up by the mic. God, I hope so. It's such good ambiance. Yeah. Ezri's just been working on a hork for since you got here. Since really. I got here, yeah. Yeah. Since it, since we set all the equipment up and uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. She it's good. Hasn't actually like this. hasn't actually done <laughs> done a barf. No. Nope. Keep seeing. Nope. Back back on the table. All right, we're working on it again. This is good. This is good. Content. Okay, moving on from the <laughs> Jack hat bar. What happened last time? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time you've officially been stumped. Yeah, I think. I don't think I know. Okay, if I said. Um, Troy, would that help you out? What if I said <laughs> slave interpreters? <laughs> oh yeah, it was the it, that's right. It was the deaf guy. Mhm. Mm uh it was uh it was the eye contact episode. Yeah, um, which I did not appreciate personally. <laughs> Uncomfortable <laughs> amount of eye contact. Um yeah, that's right. Yeah, it sucked. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't a good episode. Uh, so I'm going to assume that you did not give any further thought to uh, this week's episode. Do you remember the title of this week's episode? No. It is The Schizoid Man. Ooh. I'm sure it's about a guy that's crazy. Sort of. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a bit. Yeah. Um, it's deeper than that. I remember it being a decent one, so okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely have not seen this one in a very long time, so. Okay. Um, but uh, what should uh, listeners do instead of watching this show, Jack? We forgot to introduce the show. This is Star Trek Sucks with a question mark. I'm Leo and I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack, and I forgot to do any of the preparation that I do before we record the show. <laughs> that we have done, f what, 40, 30? Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're very professional. As usual, we're very good at this. Yep. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know. I watched, there's a new season of Riverdale on Netflix. Um, I binged all of what there was of that show uh, a while ago, and yeah. I haven't gotten back to, that is a, it's such a strange concept. It, if you want to watch something that's, and I, I talk about this on, mostly when we talk about the original series, but the, one of the biggest problems that, um, the next generation has that makes some of the episodes so boring is that it's afraid of how stupid it is. Mm -hmm. If you want to watch something that is psychotically unafraid of how stupid it is, it's <laughs> such a bizarre. If you haven't, <laughs> it, yeah, if, if anybody's not familiar with it, Riverdale um, answers the question that nobody asked What if Archie comics were dark and moody and dramatic and involved murder? And the plot lines get just more and more and more bizarre and insane that in the newest season there's a preppy kid uh jughead gets accepted into like a prep school and then sure. there's like a ring of 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 evil preppy kids and their their leader is a is a preppy kid named brett weston wallace which 
it's just an incredible. Yeah, good. Incredible. Like <laughs> I don't know anything about the comics, so I don't know if that's a character that's actually pulled from the comics or if the show I'm, has gotten deep enough now that they're just making up their own shit. I'm assuming if if there's a character in the comics named that, then that means the comics also decided to roast Brett Easton Ellis, which doesn't seem with. Oh, I don't the, know who Brett Easton oh, Ellis. He wrote is. he wrote American Psycho. Oh, okay. and a bunch of other shit like that. Got it. Um, Anyway, yeah, roasting Brett Easton Ellis seems outside of the purview of the Archie comics. Probably, yeah. To me. I'm having wise. never actually opened one, but having seen them at grocery store checkout stands and wondered, who buys these for my entire life? Well, and I also, I have no idea if new Archie comics are still being produced. I have always assumed that they were like my dad's generation of comics and that all of the storylines were old, but f- now that I've... Now, now that I'm considering that assumption for the first time ever, I have no reason to think that that's the case. No way to look it up, so. Nope, there's no. Listeners, if you know, get at us on Twitter. <laughs> at Ship Facts, at Who is Jack Gunn, and at Leo Like Neil. We are Star Trek Sucks on Instagram.com, and you can also find us, Star Trek Sucks with a question mark, on Facebook. Yes. Um, you did start, uh, you did pick up some Deep Space Nine. Since, I watched since the, last. the first episode. So what did you think? We texted about this a little bit, but what's your what's your takeaway? It was fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll probably I'll probably get into it at some point. Yeah, I just haven't I haven't I haven't really had the TV bug. Yeah, I think it is definitely an easier show to get into from that first episode into yeah. that series. Versus oh yeah, compared the first to episode of yeah. Next Generation. Yes, because. <laughs> Oh, it didn't God. seem like it was actively asking me if I really wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like a dare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I did. I, I, I did appreciate your uh, your take on Quark, uh, which we we texted about a little bit, um, because as we have discussed on this show, uh, the Ferengi when they're introduced are horrifying Nazi propaganda cartoons of Jews. Right. Um, and you can't eliminate some of those aspects without just eliminating the species altogether from right. the universe, which is also a problem. Uh, so I think... Yeah, yes. I it's think not a good tone to set. We'll see how it goes in Next Generation. I think that they get to get it a little bit better in Next Generation, but certainly they have, you know, two core characters or three core characters in uh, in Deep Space Nine who are Ferengi, and they've, by the time we get to that show, done a lot better with, you know, maintaining those characteristics that were built into them, um, but making them just much better characters and much better social commentary on yeah they're like sympathetic jews instead of like propaganda jews yeah now like well and which is still kind of like do like do actual jews not exist in this world or something like but whatever um well and the line that you pointed out that quark says during that first episode is like when governments change hands that's when people like me get lined up and shot which yeah yeah very yeah, astute observation about what happens to Jews. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, job, yeah, the, DS9, the, for working that in yes, there. The outsider mercantile tribe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, well, what else? What's what else is going on with you? Um, I don't know. Not much. Quarantine kind of feels almost over in a way. Like everybody's kind of said, "Fuck it." Yeah. I mean, people are wearing masks and you know still trying to be careful, but it's definitely like. People are just kind of going back to normal. 
I haven't been out to a bar or a restaurant yet. Um, I haven't either. It's still May when we're recording this. It'll, it'll be June um, when listeners listen to this. Um, so it'll probably be even more different by then. Yeah. Um, but I'm still seeing, like, you know, most people in um, retail stores. Like, I was, I was at the store a couple hours ago, and probably half the people were still wearing masks and they've still got like you know the social distancing marks on the floor and hand sanitizer outside and stuff like that and um so yeah but it does it definitely does feel weird and you know don't know where to be with it and like uh, yeah Catherine had somebody in her uh clinic who she had contact with um who then had symptoms and got a test, but he hasn't gotten his result from his test yet. So everybody who like was in the clinic and had contact with the guy is supposed to be. So like, we haven't seen each other yeah. all week. Uh, and yeah, it's just cause they still haven't gotten the results yet because apparently some tests are very quick, which you would want with a disease that mm-hmm. spreads very easily. Uh, and you can be asymptomatic and, mm-hmm. and a carrier, uh, you would think that maybe less than five or six days would be a maybe a maybe a one day or, or a two day or would be a better way to make sure that that person doesn't spread the disease to other people. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. Well, there's, there's no way to test that. There's no way, no way for us to know if there are any better ways to do anything. Yeah, that's true, too. No, just keep stumbling into walls until we die. I so how's my, it going for you? <laughs> actually, pretty good. Um, I repotted all of my uh, my little bonsais. You got the little one over there, and then I got the one up on the the railing. Uh, gave them all new soil and some fish fertilizer, and uh, I got that that bowl of quasi gravel sitting in front of you is uh-huh. a bunch of um, bottles from um, that kombucha brand that you sell. The, yeah. um, I'm forgetting Wild the name. Tonic. Of, yeah, Wild Tonic that they use all blue glass so i saved up a bunch of their bottles and smashed them into pieces and put them in my rock tumbler sweet which is pretty cool it's nice looking yeah faux gravel yeah good audio content yeah um let's watch <laughs> let's watch some star trek okay uh schizoid man everybody schizoid man. we'll be back Woo! what a thrill ride that one was did you hate it yeah <laughs> actually i thought it was pretty decent but i'm not surprised you hated it because there's a lot to hate <laughs> i mean i think the well the really the the only thing i really just hated about it was that this i mean this, and this is something that i think like the screenwriter just made a mistake because this is something that's incredibly hard to do they made it immediately obvious what was going on to the audience and then had the the rest of the characters on the show not figure it out for so fucking long yeah i was so at what point did you literally instantly okay like from the moment data stepped through the door i was like well he stole data oh okay but so that so that it was at that point but you didn't cotton on from like the point that they said that he was a cybernetics expert or anything like that no not that fast okay okay i just was i wasn't sure because i did know and so i and i have no way of knowing how quickly i figured it out but yeah you're right like from the moment data says i have a i have an off switch yeah i'm like oh okay this is okay (laughs) hello my name's data you're a person i've just met anyway here's the most sensitive part of my body yep so we're going to have another 40 minutes of nobody else figuring this out now, which is incredibly frustrating to watch. And I think that was, I mean, that's honestly the main thing I hated about it. And also 
the guy he sucks, sucks. So bad. he sucks so bad and he's like he's not he's not a believable shitty guy oh i thought he was pretty believable no like i thought that like remember the guy that was like remember the guy that had like the the companion that was secretly making the warp drive back way back oh yeah 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 like yeah. that 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 guy yeah, i thought wasn't was a, his name uh oh it was um What's Unabomb Kaczynski? Yeah, yeah. Doc, I I thought he was a way more believable shitty guy than this guy. This guy was just like so over the top that I was just like, I don't. I thought he was. Be- I thought the performance was believable mostly because like in the first introduction to who he is is Pulaski's like voiceover that that opens the show, right. and she's like, he's the most brilliant human mind in existence, and. Yeah, re- uh, yeah. Agree. Yeah. I mean, eye I- roll at the premise, <laughs> but given that that's the premise. The performance I, worked for me. I have a hard time believing that a guy that acts like this could get any work done. Yeah. Like, to to establish how brilliant he is. Yeah, no, he is precisely as dick-driven as Riker, basically. Um, but much ruder about it. So much ruder. Uh, yeah, just so so arrogant. At one point, he's like, "That uh, oh yes, this must be what an honor for you to meet me." But with no irony, like he genuinely means it. See, I think like the old guy that was playing him originally, I liked that performance better because I thought there was kind of some irony to it. Um, it I mean, I think that was more like the actor kind of portraying it with oh. a little bit of irony. Um, and just you might like, have had a different view on his face since you could since we could barely see the fucking yeah. screen. It turns out they outside in the afternoon <laughs> not the best time to watch TV. That's my fault. I'll take the blame <laughs> for that. No, and I think maybe like some of that's projection too, where like like just because it's being played by an old guy and he's just kind of like it's just kind of like doing old guy cliches, and I was like, okay, this has to be like sort of a choice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, yeah, I just read him. I mean, the character gets so much worse once he's possessed Data's body. Agree, but I have to, because of that, uh, give mad props to Spiner, Spiner's performance for the entire episode. I guess. I've, I thought. I thought. I think he's much better at lower than he is doing this. Oh, bullshit! But yeah, I guess those are relevant comparisons. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I just I thought uh, he he played it really in the again like. You know, you knew because it was pretty obvious at that point where the story was incredibly obvious where it was going to go. But the very first scene after he's announced his death and he's like in the captain's ready room, I actually thought Spiner played that like really subtly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because everything after that is unsubtle as fuck. Well, the first couple scenes, like that, like he he gets carried away giving his own eulogy, which Mm -hmm. is what a guy like this would do. Exactly what he would fucking Um, do. And then he and then he kind of tries to reel it back in and apologize and still pretend to be Data. Yeah. And then after that, he's just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. Um, I would do want to bring up the fact that now we have two stories like this. I think that there should be rules about eccentric geniuses who have their own planet. Yeah. About, I like that they can't have their own planet. Yeah, you can't have your own planet. Yeah. Especially if you name it after yourself. Oof. Oof. Yeah, never a good sign. Yeah, Graves World. Also, uh, Graves World. Come yeah, on, man. Terrible. Yeah. Um, my name, my last name's Gun, and if I had my own planet, it wouldn't be called Gun World. Actually, yeah, yes, it yeah, would. Yeah, it fucking would, and I would go there. <laughs> it's funny because that's really more your vibe than mine. <laughs> mine would be like Synthesizer World. <laughs> um, 
Also, so one, one thing that genuinely made me laugh, and I think you made a note on this as well, was when, because they make this whole big deal about, hey, we get it, we're going to come out of warp really, really quick and then beam you guys down, and then we're going to take off again. Uh, and everybody gets on the, the transporter pad, and uh, and it, who is it? Like uh, Riker and uh, Jordy, I think. Yeah, they're like, hey, this could be a little weird since we're doing it at such high speeds. Yeah. And, and Troy is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and Riker's like, don't worry, you'll find out. And it's like, okay, if you're not going to tell her what kind of weird it's going to be, just don't mention it at all. But also, like, is this a prank? Right. Is this a prank like that they do? You're playing in- it like it's a prank. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking Winston mess around. <laughs> yeah, it just, like, is as if this is, like, this is Starfleet hazing or something. Right. Hey, we don't tell them that, like, hey, if we do have to do a high-speed warp, it's going to be fucking weird. We tell them right before they get on the pad. <laughs> don't tell Don't tell anybody before. Yeah. And unless you, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's... it's there's, so like, weird. a secret, there's a secret clubhouse on the ship for people that have been through it before. <laughs> <laughs> where they can talk about, like, yeah, my dick got caught in a wall for... Because <laughs> like, that's, the other thing is, like, they they beam them down, and she's like... For a second there, I thought I was, like, stuck in that wall. And Worf goes, for a second you were. And then that just never comes back up. Yeah. Like, that, it was almost felt like they started writing a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> where there's, like, complications from doing a high-speed beam down. And then they're like, ah. Uh, never mind. We could probably take this out, but, like, I gotta delete all that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but then, okay, so they immediately land and the, everybody's fucking communicator badges still work to talk to the ship, even though the ship just yeah, took off subspace. at warp speed. Subspace. No. I know, well, it's just, it, you've got to hand wave it away because... Yeah, I know. It, it either has to be, like, really hard sci-fi, like in The Expanse, where, like, all this stuff has to get dealt with and it's a problem and it, it's an impediment to the plot, or you got to fucking hand wave it away. You're right, but what pissed me off about this particular example is that it was not necessary at all for them to have that conversation. That's true too. Like they could have just beamed down, done their bibbity bip. I mean, the whole the back, whole thing where the up. ship has to go rescue the other ship isn't necessary at all. No, other but, than to get Pulaski out of there so they can try a hot Vulcan doctor instead. Yeah. That's really the only. Re- that's that's it. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, I wrote down, I'm, like, because it starts with a Pulaski voiceover. Actually, so if we're going chronologically, I have an observation from before the episode even starts. Oh, yes, yeah. You <laughs> you were scribbling something as I came back outside. So, what was it? So when you just put it on Next Gen and didn't hit play the next episode, yeah, Netflix the sample the clip, but the sample clip it played was from them meeting the space Africans from Honor Code. <laughs> and it ends with... With the God. with the main African guy going, you have a woman with you, and it's oh, like your head of security. Yeah, it's like the show is just being like, look, this is what you're gonna be in for if you click play. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> sure you you sure you're down for this? Cause because like the, the shit's fucked up, man. <laughs> you know, I was about to give it like the kind of hand wave it away with like the randomization, but in the entire seven seasons and a hundred and. 60 whatever 50 yeah, something episodes, episodes that like that scene 
makes up 30 seconds of however many hours that is. Like 140 hours. The odds yeah. of that specific scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So there has to be at least a short list of scenes that... Yeah, someone has to have gone through and at least like clipped scenes that can come up as and, previews. Yeah, and, and that's one that they clipped. among one of the scenes to show you what Next Generation what this show's is gonna be like. all about. Oh, it's bad. It's it was I was like, damn, yeah, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. Um, yeah, and then it starts with a Pulaski voiceover, and I wrote, "Oh, good, a Pulaski episode." Yeah, and then she's immediately hand waved away because there's a plot device yeah. that's on fire that she has to go take care of. Yeah, that to, never comes back up. Like you have to wonder what, like at what point the writers knew how much people hated her. It seems like immediately. And I don't even know, like, I know a lot of these episodes we're watching now are from writer's strike, like scabs and, and well, stuff. Well, I don't think they were scabs. I think it was just that they, the, the, because the writer's strike was, was ended several months before the show started, before the first episode aired. Uh, so they're just kind of... So they're just, it's just rushed. They're just crapping them out. Yeah. So, and, it, and this season does have a new showrunner from season one, or a head, I can't remember if showrunner or a head writer. Um, but there, there's staff, there, there are changes on the staff, um from from season one but as far as i know this the writing staff stays pretty consistent through this entire season right uh, but they were definitely working on short time right um it shows <clears throat> yeah 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 you can, you can tell yeah um but yeah i'm just curious because that means that they would have had because i think it's like um uh a, a, it's several months so maybe it's um like September, maybe the writer strike ended in September, or October, and the first episodes ended in or aired in December, or January, something like that. Sure. Um, but obviously, they still had to be writing while the show was going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, what is this episode six, five or six? Um, that. that yeah, that it's definitely possible that enough episodes have aired and that they're working on or reworking these episodes as they're being filmed that the first episode is aired by the time that they're working on this one i'm guessing um so yeah the writers could have and if if not now probably going forward the writers could be starting to have an inkling about about how much uh the audience hates pulaski so i guess well this is also like before the internet so i don't know i don't really know like how much feedback writers actually got from the fan base i mean i assume they probably did focus groups or whatever yeah i think that would have been it but that's yeah, probably right. the only feedback you get well and you had tv you still had print tv review writers that's true yeah you probably did read your like trade magazines and, yeah and and reviews and stuff yeah so but it, yeah it definitely would not have been the level of, of feedback that that which, tv writers yeah, now get which is way too much yeah, for better uh, or for worse um yeah as soon as fucking graves is introduced I'm just like, oh, this guy's fucking gross. See, I thought he was kind of doing a funny old man bit. Uh, I mean, yeah. like he was being. I, mean, I don't, I don't approve of being like creepy with women, but like, I don't know. He was doing like the. He was doing an old man bit, and and then even like his interactions with Data, I was kind of like, up until he it became immediately apparent that he was just gonna steal Data. Yeah, it was kind of like tender. It was there was something like kind of. I felt like the episode really turned when he stole data and it was like going somewhere else. And again, like it's almost like a script for something else. And then they're like, okay, well, what if he steals data? Yeah. And it's like, well, that makes all of the like weird 
counseling he was giving data about being a human kind of weird and not matching the tone of the rest of the episode and it's like well we don't have time to rewrite that so yeah 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 i knowing what was going to happen from from the get i couldn't really look at it from that perspective um and but i do yeah and i didn't i didn't know what was going to happen until like that's a storyline i'd really like to see yeah it wouldn't be dramatic so the show would never fucking make it but uh i would actually it take good writers to just take better writers for him to just for like data to just have a 40 minute conversation with an old man about the nature of mortality and, and humanity and how they're intertwined yeah um and I, that was one of the things that I made a note about because I do think that the show um, at least opens it to conversation. It's obviously very bad at how it handles it most of the time. Um, but I think it does a better job with it here than sometimes in the past. Sure. Um, but it's at the expense of being anything even remotely... Uh, resembling consistent in terms of how technology works and shit like that. My God. (laughs) What a new thing that hasn't been a problem before just now. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I also... Okay, so we have... uh, Data doesn't know anything, which I think you wrote down as well. He doesn't know Lady Killer. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, shit. So we... So before any of this happens, um, we got to talk about Data's new image. Oh fuck! Oh my god! I can't believe we almost missed that. <laughs> so this is basically we're skipping around even more than we usually do on this, <laughs> this one. Really but bad. we can't skip this. <laughs> this is in the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> yeah, this is basically the the opening scene. So you have Pulaski's exposition walk, and then cut to Riker and Troy. No, <laughs> it's Jordy and Troy. Oh, sorry, Jordy, Jordy and Troy. Jordy's. Data's best friend, and also it'd be weird if Riker was there because he's clearly. <laughs> That's why Riker came into my mind, because yeah, Data is clearly trying to be Riker, <laughs> which necessitates the question, why? Like, what exact other than the beard? Right. Like, what? What? What made him look at Riker and be like, that seems what human is? So I want to play a game called. <laughs> What characteristics of Rikers is is Data trying oh, to emulate? I don't emulate. think we've actually said he grows a beard. Oh yeah, he grows a beard, or somehow synthesizes a beard. I don't know. He, he has a beard. He now. gets a beard. He glues a beard. <laughs> yeah, he programs a beard. He gets the replicator to make him a beard. <laughs> very distinguished. <laughs> Full. And then he describes it in very sort of clinical terms. Yeah. Um, when I stroke it thusly, oh, don't stop. Stop saying when they stroke it thusly. Don't Although, ever say that again. T-shirt with a picture of Data with a beard with the phrase, when I stroke it thusly, dot, dot, dot. Who's going to wear that? I don't know, but it's going to go on our tee public okay. as soon as our graphic designer designs the other ones that we've... Yeah, i got to get on her. <laughs> yeah, starting, get her. We need some shirts. Um, so, yeah, sorry. I interrupted you. Go on about... Tell, tell us more about the beard, Jack. I think I'd said about all I needed to do about the beard. <laughs> Troy can't handle it. She has to leave the room. She's right. She's, she's abs- correct. She's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, she's correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would put it out there that like Data is very smooth looking, mm-hmm. um, which makes the beard extra disturbing. Yeah. But also, it's like a beard on a mannequin. You can't just go from smooth to beard. Yeah, he should have done a George Michael thing for a while. Yeah. For a bit. Well, but like, like imagine like 
one of your coworkers back when we had jobs we went to mm-hmm. um, that you see every day. So you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only person you see every day, I guess me, <laughs> um, went from like so unnaturally smooth that you're like, you maybe are doing too much skin care <laughs> and shaving twice a day seems like a, not a good idea. To full Riker beard in one day. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> not good vibes. It's real, it's real weird. <laughs> it's real weird. Um, hang on. I'm, I screwed up my notepad, so now I have to figure out which direction. Sure. Oh, yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah, back to so Data doesn't know anything. Data doesn't know Lady Killer. Data right. is so fucking compliant to Dr. Graves. When he's like, call me grandpa, he's like, okay. It's like, you're a lieutenant commander. Have some dignity. <laughs> Stop just calling old man grandpa because they told you to, man. Uh, oh, I wrote a pun. Okay. Uh, when he dies, he takes his wisdom with him to his graves. Yeah. Because his name's Graves. It, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense other than his name being Graves. Yeah, I guess it's not a pun. It's just a thing I wrote down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one. Well, this is I'm, I'm fucking nitpicking, but even if the guy died, writing exists. Why were you know? Because it's like the a, a big right. part of the kind of urgency coming from Picard as the you know the. Uh, actor for the federation is that like he is this incredible genius his knowledge is a treasure it's a you know a a thing that you know human humanity will be worse off if we do not have the knowledge of ira graves which is like yeah was he not taking notes on any of his projects because that doesn't seem like something a genius would do yeah write things down like no one would know if you were an incredible genius if you never wrote anything down i don't know trump's accomplished a Ugh, that would have been way better if I got the words out of my... That's what you get for insulting our president. Got him. Uh, my favorite line of <laughs> the eulogy. <laughs> that eulogy scene is incredible. It is. It's genuinely perfect in in representing what it represents. Like yes. That is a million percent exactly how that fucking guy would fucking eulogize himself. Yeah. And also the the next scenes where he's like talking about how good it was. Yeah. And how what a command of the language he has. And it's like the most dog shit speech I've ever heard. Oh, it is fucking <laughs> dog shit. But the 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 most uh I think I don't know, representative line, the one that I that I actually wrote down that is like the most perfect part of that eul- that self eulogy is where he says uh that uh he one of his flaws was that he was just too selfless. Yeah. Yeah, it's my my it's the job interview of like my biggest my my biggest weakness is that I work too hard. Yeah, that I care too much. I'm too much of a perfectionist. Yeah. yeah. No, it is it is fucking exactly that. Yeah. Like there is no and this goes to like I wrote this down at uh, one point later, but it really does not seem like he planned at all for how he was going to act normal and not get immediately busted. Yeah, like I said, like he gets about two scenes yeah. And then he's just like, fuck it. Yeah. But he's also, like, so contemptuous of everybody else's intelligence that it's sort of... Agreed. I think that's that's kind of in character. Yeah. I just... I still maintain that a guy 
like that wouldn't be successful. Like I don't, it doesn't matter how good he is at one specific task if he is that bad at people. Yeah. Like yeah, there's he's no that just generally way. contemptuous of other people. Right. Like you can't do anything in an advanced society completely by yourself. Although, I mean, it does kind of track if you consider the fact that he's been like off by himself on this planet for however, say, sure. 10 like maybe years he's just or whatever. Out of yeah, he's just gotten much, much worse. Sure. Um, and yeah, he's on the verge of death. That's and fair. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does kind of track. Um, yeah. And then they fought. Oh, God damn it. The point where it was where where the obviousness of what was going on uh, versus the crew's understanding of what was going on got too much for me is yeah. when they had him whistle. Uh, yeah, where it's like, and he's by himself, so it's not. It's for the audience. It's for the audience. Like, yeah, yeah. As as an audience, we got it. We we got it a long Fucking time ago. Please stop. Seriously, got it. Please get to the part where the crew figures it out, so we can move the story forward. Yeah, please, because you are. Yeah, you're killing me. <laughs> Yeah, we know it's him. Also, yeah, we, he freaks out about uh, Picard taking his assistant around. Yeah, um, and then and then Troy uh, very helpfully says, "I detected jealousy." <laughs> Good job, Troy. Good job on having magic powers, Troy. Yep. Thank God. Nobody else got that, Troy. Thank God you were here with your brain reading. Yep. <laughs> So I guess that's our new segment. Good job, Troy. Because <laughs> uh, that was just like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want. Also, you met this guy. How have you not figured this out yet? Yeah, <laughs> that was actually what came up for me about this point. Because I was like, okay, you've got the whole psych analysis thing, so you can get specific metrics on, uh, right. you know, what the difference is and blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, you should get a basic. I would assume. God damn it. Troy's powers just it's change, whatever the plot yeah, it's requires, whatever the plot really requires. Yeah. yeah. So we eventually get to the point so first of all, it touches on, you know, again, the this idea of, of humanity and what really you know, what what makes consciousness what makes us who we right. are, which continues, you know, for the entire show. Sure. Um but uh I thought that this the way that this this episode approached it was was interesting um yeah 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 it wasn't horrible not great not terrible yeah 80 ronkins uh he he eventually decides that because he can't control the physical strength of data's android body that that's why he should put himself yeah that yeah yeah that really made no sense for the character either because he's he's so enamored with his own intelligence that he would just be like well i'll figure this out too yeah, yeah. well and also the fact that he it's he's not moved enough by the damage that he did to the woman that he's supposed to, supposedly in love with but he is moved enough by accidentally slapping picard in the face and absolutely rocking his shit by just the way. <laughs> wrecking his butthole <laughs> yeah which just back. I don't know if that was Patrick Stewart or a stuntman because I couldn't see very well. But I think it was Stewart. Man, great physical acting. Yeah, <laughs> like he just like spins around twice and crashes into a bulkhead and then yeah. falls over. <laughs> but yeah, that was just one of the. It was like, why would he be? Yeah, why would he be moved by the fact that he hurt Picard when he's not moved by the fact I think that it's, he hurt I the mean, woman I, that he I, supposedly loves? I think it was more just like an accumulation of things. I guess. 
but it's still like I don't think that's what's going to talk him out of it because he again is going to be like, well, no, I'll just figure this out. I'll yeah. figure everything out. Yeah. I'm the smartest man in the in the universe. Yeah, I'm the smartest, and now I am immortal. And, and b- actually, before he started doing violence, I was like, did he did he not check to see how strong Data is? Data's really fucking strong. Yeah, and especially like going out of a decrepit body into like a new body. Yeah, wouldn't you be like, I wonder how much I can deadlift? Yeah, as soon as you got yeah, as soon as you woke up in that body and your back didn't hurt. Yeah, you'd be like, oh really? I wonder what else I can do. <laughs> I wonder if this can. I wonder if this thing can do backflips. I always yeah. wanted to do backflips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you sort of, like you know about cybernetics or whatever, like you yeah. probably would assume that that body is better than a normal human body. Yeah, I don't know. Even if it's only as good as a twenty-five-year-old human body, I'd take a twenty-five-year-old human, bo- my own twenty-five. I mean, I know some people have things and they're not great when they're twenty-five, but right. I would take my own like a good, a good one. Body yeah. Versus yeah, yeah my, mine was okay. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! It's gonna have been my birthday by the time the audience hears this. Hmm. Happy birthday. It's 41, and I think I'm kind of on the side of Patton Oswalt with... You yeah. don't get birthdays after 40. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I didn't it. do shit for my birthday this year. It was 37. I was like, I don't... Yeah. If anybody wants to hang out, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't it's a, feel It's like a bullshit number. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't die for a year, so I guess pull a party popper or something, but yeah. that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Anyway... Um, they resolve it so he he gets he evacuates himself from data <laughs> where does he put himself Leo? well first of all the fact that you chose the word evacuate makes me think that the way that data got <laughs> well it's 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 out We've of established the data has a usb yeah, port that's what i was going to say it's out of the usb port <laughs> Okay, as long as you knew what yeah. you were, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So data, so the, the so he hooks him. He Doctor Graves. He puts, runs a USB cable from his butt to the computer, <laughs> and dumps himself into the computer. And, and now I, he's inside the evil computer, hanging out with Doctor Moriarty, who's also in the computer. Yeah, yep. That it's, seems good. It's going to be real interesting to see how everybody, because it's the computer as an independent. Uh, consciousness right. wants to kill the ship right. but moriarty as another independent consciousness even though it was created by the computer right. but, but it, it, yeah it exists within the computer the computer is getting more and more voices in its head basically right exactly which it, seems good the computer is the schizoid man we figured out the title of the show now the computer has three personalities in it that we know of <laughs> that we know of. right so the three that we know of <laughs> Are the computer itself, we'll say, just call that one the computer, right. which, as we know, does want to kill everybody on the ship. But has to do it completely passively. Yeah. Is cannot, on, cannot act as its own actor. Yeah, can uh, can only do things that can, can only commit actions that can be done within the framework of a command that's been get, given. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Mori- Moriarty, who was created by the computer with the intention of killing the crew, but Moriarty, when it gained consciousness decided that it didn't want to do that right. and relinquished its own agency basically allowed Picard to put it back into to put it into a Pandora a Moriarty's box but basically because Picard promised it that it could that he would find a way for it to be free someday right which it's it's going to run out of patience on that and 
I do know that Moriarty comes back. I do not know the circumstances, so I'm not sure. That would certainly make sense as the plot device if Moriarty, if the Moriarty program just got bored right. and was like, I'm going to go fuck with these fuckers because it's been way too long. Um, but by the, the most logical thing that immediately comes to my mind is that it should have no sense of the time of time passing whatsoever. I mean, one would hope. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but so now we have a third program uh, in the computer that is Dr. Graves. Um, and there's no inclination whatsoever that it's been firewalled or anything. Yep. No, it's just rattling around in there. So the assumption, because it, it seems to be the, the premise that uh, the Moriarty character is firewalled. So right, that, he's just in the holodeck. Right. Well, and that yeah. So that it, its personality, that the Moriarty program's personality, cannot mix together with the computer's personality. Right. But the Graves program does seem like it could mix with the computer's well, personality because it did that with Data. Yeah. Well, it was literally what happened to Data. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting now moving forward, uh, keeping in mind the fact that those three programs all exist simultaneously within the computer. Yeah. Yep. I did not bring my phone outside, and um, so I don't know what the next episode is called. And um, I really, I don't care that much. Yeah, I don't care either. We'll do it next time. Um, I'm going to say don't watch. I'll give it a watch. It's just very frustrating watching people fail to solve what seems like a very obvious mystery for... Yeah, most of the episode, honestly. I will, yeah, I will, I will absolutely agree with that criticism, but I still think it's a, an interesting and, and entertaining episode. So, well, split decision on this one. Split decision, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, get at us on uh, twitter.com at shipfacts at leal like neil at who is jack gun, uh, Instagram Star Trek sucks, uh, Facebook Star Trek sucks question mark. Uh, oh, and again, shout out to the people of uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, nice. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of people listening from Kansas City. So we're one person, but a lot. Or yeah, one person listening a lot. <laughs> Whatever it is. Either way, we'll take it. Uh, how you doing, Kansas City? I don't even. The great thing about Kansas City is that there's no chance of us accidentally doing a terrible voice. Yeah, I don't know what the accent would even be. I don't, I don't think there is one. Yeah. Yeah. When I say the phrase Kansas City, the Beatles song Kansas City comes to my mind. I don't think that's the accent. I don't think that's the accent either. Liverpudlian. Now. Yeah. Well. <coughs> well, see you next week. See you next week, listeners. More hot Star Trek action. Or maybe this Friday, if you're lucky, we'll we'll do a, a bonus. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything is possible when you believe in Star Trek. We've been dragging this out. Yep. Too long. Bye. Bye.